This is Anthony and Arena, and you're listening to In the Arena. Step into the arena. The dreaded price conversation. If you're in sales, price is something you're talking about or you must be giving something away for free. That's what my good friend Mark Hunter says. Mark Hunter, the sales hunter, joined me in the arena to talk about how to win a deal without compromising on price. Mark and I have had a chance to work together a couple times over the last year. We spoke at a couple of the same conferences and we've discussed practical ways where you can shift the focus off of price and client meetings and shift that focus to the desired outcome that your client needs and the value that you create. So here I am with my good friend, Mark Hunter, the sales hunter and the author of High Profit Selling, talking about price and how you can capture some of the value that you create. Here we go. Mark Hunter, how are you? Hey, not too bad. Thanks for having me on today, Anthony. It's good to have you on, and we got to spend a little time together speaking at Toro, and that was a great time, and uh, I really appreciate the work you did there. Yeah, it was it was the first time you and I had a chance to kind of dance together, and, and it was great. Great group, great message, and uh, had a good time. Yeah, you're a great speaker, and we'll talk about that, but I want to talk about uh, High Profit Selling, your book, and I want to talk about the challenges around price. And, and ask you some questions and let you help people understand this conversation that we have to get into, because inevitably we're going to end up talking about price at some point, right? Oh, if, if you're not talking about price, you must be giving it away for free. That's <laughs> not going to be very successful long term. Tell me, tell me about how you came to write that book. I know that you've been, like me, you write a lot and you've written a lot about this. What brought you to the point where you said this is really the book that people need now? Well, the reason there were two big reasons. One, nobody else really wants to touch the subject. I mean, it, it, it's amazing how there's all kinds of books out there on different things. And what I found was that people allow themselves to get into a period of negotiating to find the price. And what I was saying from the beginning, and this is where the, the, the genesis for the book became or came from, I said, if you sell first, you negotiate second. Separate the two activities, and you can command a higher you can command a higher price if you don't have to negotiate. The only reason we wind up negotiating is because we haven't done a good job of selling first. So hey, if you want to increase your price or you want to hold your price, you want to avoid the discount, don't negotiate. Do a better job of selling. And the the expectation, and I've said this for a long time, we've trained customers to expect to negotiate, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, salespeople, you know, it, it's almost like when we're born, you know, we come out of the womb and the doctor slaps us, you know, slaps us. And the first words we say is, doctor, your price is too high. I mean, it is. It's it's, it's just part of our our way of life. And it's too bad. Yeah, and then if they say, I need you to go sharpen your pencil, and you say, let me get my sales manager, I'll come back and see what we can do about price, 
then now we've reinforced that behavior. And enough salespeople have done that long enough that now it's just customary. And here's what here's what I think. They know that we padded the price because we know they're going to ask for the discount and we can say yes to the discount. So now they keep asking because they know that that first bite that they take is really just what we padded it, knowing we had to come in and give them something. And they know that because we failed to deliver the price with confidence. I I firmly believe that more discounts are given away because the salesperson doesn't believe in their offering than are given away based on the demands of the customer. I mean, I, I see this time and time again. Where the customer, where the where the customer receives the price, and and it's written all over the salesperson's face. Tell me, t- tell me more about that because I believe that yeah. that's right, and I've seen it. They think that their competitor has an equal offering, or they think that their competitor's price is lower, so that means theirs should be lower, and they're not confident about that. What drives that? Well, I got to give you this example. You know, the person puts the price across the table and I go, so what do you think? Well, what do you think they're going to say? I mean, come on. You've opened the door for them to sit there and say your price is too high. I mean, it it just we do not. We are focused. and, And this is where it breaks down. We view price as a feature. Do not view price as a feature. View price as the entry point to outcomes. And I, I talk about this a lot in, in, in terms of I want, I want to provide the customer with outcomes. The price unlocks the outcomes. And, and customers don't buy anything. Customers, and I don't care if you're in B2B, B2C, whatever. Customers do not buy anything. They invest and they want value. You talk about value. You talk about value all the time. They want value. They want that return on their investment that's going to be greater than what they're going to invest. So if I've sold first, I've demonstrated to them the value, the outcome that they're going to get, and it's going to be worth the price. It's the exact investment necessary to produce the outcome. Right, right. You had a slide, and and I don't remember the slide exactly. I I remember what it looks like in my mind. But talk about features, benefits, and outcomes from your slide in the deck that I saw when you spoke to Toro. (laughs) I wish I could remember it, Anthony. I apologize. I wasn't looking at the screen. I was looking at the audience. Uh, I don't don't uh, think you ever looked at the screen. (laughs) Anyway, uh, one of the pieces that that I talk about is is that – we felt we sell features at a loss. Okay, if, if we're going to be viewed as a commodity, that means we're selling features. And we're going to sell features at a loss. We sell benefits at break even, and we sell outcomes at a profit. That's the slide. And, yeah, and, and profit is a beautiful word for both you, the salesperson, and the customer. Because guess what? If you are delivering value to the customer, if you're to delivering that outcome, they're going to receive profit because guess what? The outcome they're going to receive is going to be far greater than the price they're paying. And you know what? You're going to make profit because you help deliver an outcome to the customer. And this is really one of the most important, at least one of the things that I found most important about the speech that you gave was, and I had never seen it framed up that way, but when you're selling features, it's about product. And once you get to product, everybody's got a good product. So you're not selling at any way that creates enough value for somebody to pay more. 
and benefits, great. We're getting at least some sort of effect that we're showing. Look, this gets you something. So you get that at even, but then outcomes really makes you a value creator. It says, look, this person's a partner in my business. They're thoughtful. They're helping me get an outcome here, a better outcome than I could get otherwise, and they're understanding how to move my business forward. That I'm willing to pay a premium for. But anything less than that, why would I pay? Yeah, and and, and I think when you start, when, when you're the salesperson and you start thinking in terms of what are the outcomes the customer's going to receive, it just changes your thinking. It, it changes the way you look at your value proposition. It changes your questioning. It changes your listening skills. It changes everything about the sales process. We've never talked about this before, but I, I just, I, and I write about this a lot because I think it's true. We're allowing, as salespeople, our clients to underinvest in the result they need because of this avoidance of having a conversation about the proper investment in price. So they need an outcome, and they want, um, this is actually going up today on the blog for me, they want better, faster, and cheaper. And there are people out there that will say that to them and promise them that they can have that. And it's a big lie. It's not true. And then the next person comes along, and they say the same thing. And one salesperson in their organization to the next one fails them and disappoints them. And we come along and somebody has to tell the truth and say, listen, you can have what you want, but it means that you have to make a bigger investment, right? That is so spot on. That is spot on. It's an epidemic that we allow them to underinvest and allow them to keep this lie that they want to believe that there's a way to get what they want without paying for it. We, we allow that because somehow in sales, we think it's customer service and customer service is giving the customer what they want. And if we give the customer what they want, they're going to be happy. Well, you know, in the words of Steve Jobs, sometimes the customer doesn't know what they want. The customer doesn't know what they need. And, and this comes back to this whole educational process. Now, this isn't jamming something down the customer's throat that they don't want. No, but many times they don't understand. You know, one of the things that I like to talk about, especially in B2B selling, is that we need to be viewed as our customers' R&D department, their research and development department. You know, our objective is to bring to them ideas that they haven't thought of before. And that gets us thinking more in that outcome line. And, and being valuable enough to command a price yeah. for having those insights. Let me let me ask you two two questions that we could spend the balance of this time on, um, and I know that salespeople struggle with this. What do you say? How do you push back when someone says, "Mark, this is really good, and we like you better than we like your competitors. You're our, our first choice, but their price is lower than yours, and I'm going to need you to sharpen your pencil." Well, what you want to do is you want to come back and well. First of all, first time you hear that, you absolutely ignore it. You, you, and this blows people, this blows people's minds away. I say ignore it because many times, you know what happens? The customer just wants to, well, I, I asked, they, they, he didn't give me one, so that's okay. You know, now what you really want to do is you want to come back and you want to ask them a direct question relative to the most critical need or outcome that they have identified to you in the selling process. Cause this is the whole thing. If I get them thinking about what is that outcome, what does that need, that's what I want to get them focused on, then price becomes totally secondary. That's right. So the out, we make it about the outcome and not the price. Right, exactly. And, and because the outcome, you know, you may be in a B2B situation and and, and you're selling something in and, and, and you, you know what, your price is higher. But this customer said, hey, 
I've got to have this installed and up and running within three weeks. And, and, you know, they say your price is too high and you come back and say, you know, what is the risk to you if you don't have it installed and up and running in three weeks? Oh, the world is going to end. Well, yeah, I certainly don't want that world to end. We got to make sure that we get this installed. Therefore, the package, you know, da, 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 da. Exactly. And I think salespeople are afraid to have that conversation because they think I'm going to lose the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, what, whenever you feel you're going to lose the deal, guess what? You're going to leave money on the table. You have to be confident enough to walk away. And that means, you know what? You've got to have a management team that supports you. This is where I think sales managers, sales leaders really fall down on the job because they don't support their salespeople. And sometimes what, and, and, and I remember this, I remember this when, when I was, used to be out there selling. It was, I would get in less trouble coming back to the office having sold a deal at a lower price than I would if I came back and didn't close the deal at all. And sometimes, you know what, the most profitable business you'll ever get is the business you don't get. Chew on that one for a while. I've, I've experienced that one. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I've been fortunate enough to have been cursed by winning the account I thought I wanted. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Later to find out the last thing you wanted was this account at this price because there's not enough money in the world to make them worth doing business with. The customer you get because of price, you know, they, they, you know, they, they beat you up on price. They're going to beat you up on everything all the way through. Then, and you're going to regret it the whole time. You're going to, oh, why, why did I, you know, the best thing you can do there, help them get doing business quickly with your competitor. Let them mess with your competitor's mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Let them tie them down with their nonsense and shenanigans. Let's tackle one of the other biggest issues uh, that salespeople struggle with. And this is the one, and I've seen you address this before, but this is the one that salespeople are petrified of, and that's raising your rate, raising your price. They're <laughs> petrified of this conversation. How do you go into that conversation and go to a customer and increase your pricing? I was just with a client yesterday. We were doing a workshop for the salespeople, and that's what we spent our time dealing with. You know, first of all, you you have to realize a couple things. Why are you raising your Why are you raising your price? One, because you want to be able to continue to deliver the value and the service and the quality that has made you successful up to that point in time. And if you fail to take that increase, something's going to have to give. So that's that's the mindset you have to have in the back of your, in the back of your mind. Two, what you want to have, you got this customer you've been working with and you good and now it's time to raise their price. What you have to do is is along the way you have to create this spreadsheet. You have to create this 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 worksheet and be recording, be listing all of the times when you've helped this customer out. You've helped them with this, you've helped them with this, you've helped them with this. Now, the key is not that you've helped them. And the key is not the amount of time. Oh, wow, I spent two hours, forget it. That's not the, is what is the benefit that they received? What is the benefit that they receive? For instance, I mean, I'll, I'll have a client I'll be working with and, you know, so forth and and great client. And they may ask me, hey, Mark, would you help us interview this person? Now, fine, because they want to bring this person in or they want to promote them. And, and maybe it takes an hour of my time. 
that fine, it was only an hour of my time, but you know what? The value I brought to them was maybe $10,000, $100,000, maybe a million dollars because by bringing in the right person or not bringing in the right person. So the key is that you're building out this spreadsheet of what, what are all the things that you've helped them with. So therefore, when you put the price increase on the table, that's chump change. Because over the preceding year, you've helped them do this, 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 and, 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 and the outcome that they gained was worth millions. Hey, this is chump change. My experience is that clients remember every bad thing that happened. And so you are performing at 97.5%. And the 2.5% of errors and things that happen, you're right on top of and you're correcting them. And they remember the fact that you had problems, but they don't remember that you're a 98% most of the time. And salespeople and sales organizations don't take credit for that. And that's what you're saying is keep a list of the value that you created so right. that you can go back and remind them before it gets to the negotiation of here's what we've done in the past. Here's the results that we're producing for you. Here's what we need to keep producing those results because this has changed in our world. And it's going to change in yours. But they don't take credit for the success. We do. We do say we solved all your problems when there were problems. But then we're just reminding them that there were problems rather than how many things went right over that period of time. And, and they may threaten, oh, if you take this increase, we're going to be forced to go to your competitor. No, you're not, because you know what? You really don't want to go through the hassle of having to switch vendors, switch companies. That is a bunch of garbage. And, and you know, and I hear it all the time. Be willing to stand. Be willing to stand firm and say, this is the right. And this is why I say, if you're going to take a price increase, be bold. Be bold. Don't be chicken. Don't say, well, I just need to do it. No, no. If, if you're going to do it, go for it. Do it all at once. Because the last thing you want to do is take a price increase now and then turn around six months from now and do another price increase. No, just do it all at one time. Much, much better strategy. We've got a couple minutes left. And I want to go back to your speech when we were together at Toro. And you, you have something that you're really firm on, and that is that Sales is a leadership role, and leadership is a sales role. And and you've given that, I've seen you give that to them a couple times. Tell me about the role of uh, leadership for salespeople. Yeah, because here's the whole thing. If, if I am viewed as merely a carrier of information, I don't need you as a salesperson. I, I, I don't need you. I, I can get all that off the Internet. I must be seen as a leader. And, I, and this is why I say sales is leadership. Leadership is sales because I have to be seen differently because my objective as a salesperson is to not just earn a seat at the table, but earn a seat at every table in the organization because I want to be the one who is able to ask. Now, think about this for a moment. The great sales leader, in other words, the person who's being seen as a sales leader with this client, with this customer is the salesperson who is able to ask questions that the customer doesn't have the answer to and they, the salesperson, don't have the answer to. Think about that for a moment. If you're at that point, you have that level of relationship. Wow. What does that allow you to do? That allows you to have discussions and create opportunities and create things that no other salesperson is going to be able to do. That stands you apart. You know what that does? That allows you to command a high... That suddenly price is, is, is totally secondary because it's all about you and the expertise you're bringing to the customer. That's sales. That's sales leadership. That's really leadership. 
that's leading the customer and having the insight and having the confidence to explore those areas right. that the customer may not have had the confidence to explore before you prompted them. Right, exactly. And, and, and think about this. Only a confident salesperson is going to ask a customer questions that they don't have the answer to and the customer doesn't have the answer to. I mean, I mean, only a confident salesperson is. They're only gonna, that's the only people that would be willing to play in that area. You got it. You got it. We've got a, a minute left to talk about this, and I, I want people to go buy High Profit Selling for a couple reasons. One, Mark's a great guy, but more importantly, it's going to fix a lot of the problems you have thinking about price, especially starting with Mark's central premise is that it comes from your lack of confidence to be able to just deliver that price and base it on the outcomes and just be strong and firm in that from the very beginning, which helps tremendously. Um, where do people go to learn more about you and to sign up for your newsletter? Yeah, the, you want to get people there. Yeah, we got the infographic, got ebooks. It's the sales hunter, the sales hunter. You know, I got the last name of Hunter, so I had to use it. So anyway, it's thesaleshunter.com. Jump there, and there's a click that'll take you right to buy the book at Amazon, and you can download infographics, you can download ebooks, you can get all kinds of stuff. And I'm not quite as proficient as you. You blog seven days a week. I take one day off a week. I only blog six. I know I'm a slacker. I'm a slacker. Lazy, so lazy. I, I know I'm lazy. But you know what? Hey, I deliver quality instead of quantity. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it stings a little bit. Um, one other yeah. thing, though, let's let's talk about this. In addition to the newsletter, which people should get and read, and you're, they're going to get your weekly tip, there's a video component that you have as a subscription that they can get a video, right? Yeah, we, we've got several different things. And again, you can go out to we do every Monday morning, we do a motivation video. It's a quick 60 second video. And I got a lot of sales managers and various companies around the country and around the world show this in their Monday morning sales meetings. I got individual salespeople, you know, anyway, but you can sign up for that. We also have a very robust YouTube channel where we keep crank every week. We crank out another, we crank out another video. We've got a uh, sales training program that's going to be rolling out here in just a couple of weeks that, yeah, tons of stuff out there. Go to thesaleshunter.com. Right. right. Make sure you put the word the in front of it or the. I've, got, I've got a the in front of mine, too. You got it. You got it. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks so much. Great selling. He is Mark Hunter, and you can find him at thesaleshunter.com. I'm Anthony Anarino. You can find me at thesalesblog.com. And when you get there, do sign up for the newsletter every Sunday morning. I'll be in your inbox with actionable items that you can use on Monday morning. Until then, I'll see you next week in the arena.